0: Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair Podcast on this Monday, the beginning of another week. Our chapter day journey is in Genesis chapter 10, and I pulled out verse 1, which says, This is the account of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, Noah's sons, who themselves had sons after the flood. Today's podcast is entitled Passing Notes. I have always loved handwritten notes and letters. It's a little joy of mine, and I have a fondness for it because it's, I always consider it's like a little personal work of art. I mean line is one of the foundations of art, and a person's handwriting is in essence lines in someone's uniquely personal style. Something they took the time and energy to create and address and send. I always consider it a gift when I get a handwritten note. Now, I remember during adolescence, in the junior high and high school years, notes were an integral part of the social dynamics and relationships of that age. Notes got written during class and then folded and passed to the intended recipient. Sometimes it would be delivered by a third party. Notes passed back and forth between individuals of the opposite sex were particularly important, as I recall. Notes from the person you were dating were especially important, as were notes passed to individuals you liked or would like to know even better. And looking back, these notes also provided an unsuspecting lesson in learning how to interpret the written word. I not only took the words at face value, but I was always trying to decipher a girl's motivations. I mean, does she like me? Her mood? Are things okay between us? Am I in trouble? And any hidden messages? Well, wait a minute, hang on. I think someone else told her to write this. (laughs) along my life journey, I found that these same lessons for deciphering the layers of meaning beneath the literal written words is crucial for unlocking some of the mysteries and connections of the great story. And today's chapter is a prime example. Today's chapter on the surface of things is a simple list of descendants of Noah's three sons. It's one of those chapters that most people skip over, and I get it. I always used to do that, too. Then, like a middle schooler trying to discern why a note from this girl was handed to me in the first place, I began trying to find the reason for this boring genealogy to be included in the story at all. So let me give you a few nuggets I found in this morning's chapter. First... Today's chapter starts out with the phrase, this is the account. Now this phrase is used 10 times in the book of Genesis. This was the ancient author's section break, telling the reader we're moving into the new section and the next session in the story. And I also have to remember that numbers were very important to the Hebrews. 10 is a number associated with completeness. So of course, there are 10 sections in the book. Now, Genesis means beginnings, and in the first 11 chapters, we're through 10 so far, the author's trying to describe the primeval origins of humanity before recorded time. So today's chapter is all about how the known peoples on earth sprang from Noah's three sons. Now, it starts with three sons, and three is a number associated with the divine, a trinity, if you will. And then it goes on to list a total of 70 descendants. Now that is 7 times 10. And both those numbers are associated with completeness. So when scholars plot these peoples on a map, they generally spread out in three regional areas. And if you'd like to see a map, you can find it on today's post at tomvanderwell.com. Now, There are connections in this list to other stories in the great story. Now there are a ton of them, but one example is Tarshish, which is listed as one of the maritime descendants of Japheth. And Tarshish was an actual city in the ancient world, generally believed to be in southern Spain. And it was to Tarshish that the prophet Jonah booked passage when he was fleeing from God's command to go to Nineveh, which is also listed in today's chapter. And as you can see on a map, Tarshish was the furthest away from Nineveh, a prophet of that day might go in the opposite direction. So there are also connections to this very day. The descendants of Shem are considered to be the Semitic people, Semite being a form of Shemite. It is from Shem that the Hebrew people are descended. And when Jewish people are attacked or maligned, we call it anti-Semitic or anti shemitic And finally, Shem is the third son listed, and the ancients listed sons in birth order because humanity always favors the firstborn son. Yet it is through the youngest son, that God's people will spring. Now, this is another recurring theme throughout the great story in which God chooses the youngest, the least, the weakest to perpetuate the story. It's a subtle way of God telling us, Look, my ways are not your ways. Or, as Jesus put it, God has hidden these things from the wise and learned, the most prominent in human terms, and He's revealed them to little children. That would be the least prominent and most overlooked. So in the quiet this morning, I've had some fun recalling handwritten notes passed to this awkward, insecure boy by girls with beautiful, flowing handwriting and adorned with little flowers. I've also been reminded that one does not take the time and energy to write something without understanding that the thing they are writing is important for someone to read and to know. So as I traverse this chapter a day journey, I'm reminded that every chapter holds meaning, even the seemingly meaningless ones. Some days, finding the motivation and the meaning is as difficult as an adolescent boy trying to penetrate the heart and mind of an adolescent girl. But I tell you what, I've always found it worth the effort. I hope you have a worthwhile day, my friend. I've got an early one tomorrow on the road, so I'll see you back here on Wednesday.